listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett once again on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. I am so excited that you are tuning in, whether it's your first time. If it is, then welcome out. I am so glad to add value to you to help level you up in your leadership so you don't level out in your influence and impact. If you're coming back again, it is so good to have you wherever you may be running on the treadmill, running, working out in the gym, uh, on the way to the office, or wherever you're at. It is so good to have you. Hey, listen, I hope this podcast is helping leaders all around. I've received some really great feedback from those that I know are listening to it that have reached out to say, hey, this has been really, really helpful in certain episodes uh, that have really made an impact. And I've even had some teams that are listening to this, going through it with their team as they develop and just using it as a point of reference in that. And uh, I love it. So I am so excited to hear that. I hope it's adding value to you. If you've got ideas of things you want to hear about in this podcast, shoot an email over to me, john at johnbarrettleadership.com. I would love to hear from you and hear how it's adding value to you as well as any topics you want to hear about in the future. But today, I want to talk about the energy clock. That's right. This is going to be revolutionary to you if you don't know anything about this. Now, there are two kinds of clocks. There is what I would call a time clock, and then there is an energy clock. And these are two very different things. Most people live their life with the time clock. They think time management is the most important thing in efficiency and being able to get more done with productivity. But the problem is, is that time management is not the answer. That's right. Time management is not the key. There is a clock that is so much more powerful that if you'll go by this clock rather than the time clock, And if you'll go by the energy clock, you're going to revolutionize your productivity big time. Now, I've touched base on this just a little bit in an episode I did about raising your productivity and increasing your productivity with the three W's, but I want to dive deeper into this one today, the energy clock. Listen, a revolutionary discovery about productivity has taken place over the last probably 15 to 20 years. And this has come about from some great research. And and the crazy thing is, is that this is actually rooted in ancient history, but we're just kind of uncovering it in our modern day. And what we're learning is that for so many years, time management was the buzzword about productivity. You got to be a great time manager. You got to learn how to manage your time. You got to get time management books and time management courses and figure it out. But what we found is, is that something trumps time management, and that's energy management. Energy management is more important than time management. And here's why. Let me prove it to you. Because time is not created equal. Just because you carve out an hour in your day does not mean that you're bringing your greatest energy to that hour, right? So there's the proof right there. Just because you carve out 1 o'clock or 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. to work on something does not mean it's the best time that you should be doing what you're doing. Because your energy may be either really low or maybe it's just kind of average, but it's certainly maybe not at its peak where you should be doing something at a better time. So time is not created equal. For example, if I told you and I gave you the most robust task to do and I told you that you had to do it, but then I said you've got to do it at 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. I mean, are you going to be at your best? 
No, you're you're going to be tired. I mean, in, unless you're just like a you know morning person or a late night person, depending on where you're at there. But you're you're not going to bring your best self to it. You're going to go, oh man, that is complex at that time because I don't want to do that. So time is not created equal. Just because you're a good time manager and you carve out an hour in your schedule does not mean that you're bringing your greatest energy to that hour and that is in alignment with your energy levels throughout the day. So listen, the ancient Greeks had two words for this, okay? They, they get it. I mean, we've just discovered this over the last 15, 20 years. We've been talking about it, and really just over the last five to eight years has this even been really a big deal this idea about energy management, but it's, it's rooted in ancient history. The ancient Greeks had two words for time. One of it was chronos. It's where we get the word uh, chronological, right? And all it is, is, is sequential time. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock, four o'clock. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, it's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, around the clock, right? It's a sequential time, but they had another word for time that was incredibly powerful and they called it kairos. And Kairos was the opportune time. It was, it was the appointed time that, that you had an opportunity to really do something. It was a moment within Kronos. It was a Kairos moment within Kronos. So just because of the chronological clock, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, there was a moment in there, these Kairos moments that were the opportune time. Now, this idea was really put together in the Latin, right? The word opportunity actually comes from the Latin word ob portu. And ob portu was a sailing term. And what it basically meant was is that when ships wanted to come into the harbor and dock, they had to wait for the ob portu. It was the moment in time where the tide would go to high rise and they were able to get the ship into the harbor. But if they missed the Ob Portu, if they missed that moment, then they had to wait all the way around the clock, all the way around the Kronos in order to get to that Kairos moment, that ob opportunity moment, the Ob Portu, in order to get that thing into the harbor. So the word opportunity derives from this Latin term of knowing when there's this, this magical moment within the clock, right? There's, there's this energy moment within the clock, and, and, and there's a kairos moment within chronos. And this is huge, guys, because highly successful people know their kairos moments. They are incredibly intentional about knowing when their energy is in alignment with what they're doing. So they save their greatest energy for their most important tasks, the things that require the most energy, and they make sure that the things that don't require as much energy or focus, they, they put that at the right time. So this is huge. If you want to literally double your productivity or 10 exit, if you will, right, to use a common term, right, to 10x your productivity, then energy management always is more important than time management. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. What you do, does it align when you need to be doing it? So what you're doing, is it aligning with when you need to be doing it? Because when is vital. When you do, what you do is incredibly important because it can change what you do, right? So when you do, what you do is so important, it can change what you do. So most people only have about three to five hours of peak productivity in a day where your energy is at its highest. Now, you, you can 
argue with that. You can, you know, some of you may say, no, I got more than that. Some of you are like, uh, I already know I have less than that, right? But the average person has about three to five hours of peak high energy where you're in the green zone. I mean, you're, it's like go, it's a green light. You are making it happen. You're rocking and rolling. You're getting it done. But here's the problem is that that if you think you've got six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours or that you can, you know, muster through that and just kind of drive through it. No, no, no. You are going to you're, you're going to get out of the green zone. It's not going to happen. All right. So you've got to be really intentional about these three to five hours in, in this kind of green go zone where your energy is at its highest. So again, you've got to align what you do with when you do it. There needs to be an alignment there. If those are out of line, it's going to mess you up. And I see people all the time when I coach hundreds and hundreds of people, that this is something that I see all the time is that they're, they're trying to do things at the wrong time and they're, they're not in alignment. Their energy is not in, in, in alignment with their time. And so, yeah, they're carving out two hours to work on this project, but they're doing it at the worst time, right? Between these meetings that are really stressful and it's, you know, maybe early in the day and that's not when they're at their highest energy or it's later in the day when they're not at their highest energy or they're having meetings that are really, really important where they've got to be focused and ready to go. And yet they're all scheduled at the wrong times and they're not bringing them best self to it. And then they, they get frustrated because they're like, why am I not getting more done? Why am I not as productive? Why am I not as focused? Why am I not in? energize and why is it that sometimes I am why do I go to some meetings and it's like man I'm in the zone and then other meetings I am zoning out right why is that well it's more of a science than it is an art it's actually more of looking at your energy levels throughout the day because if I were to sit down with you every person has different energy levels throughout the day and if I were to sit down with you we would chart out from the moment you wake up to the time you go to bed where does your energy peak and where does it go to the valleys And where is it kind of neutral in the center? And this is so important because every person is a little bit different. Some people, I mean, they peak really quick in the morning where they're alive, they're awake, they're ready to go, they hit the ground running, and then as the day goes on, they just kind of get depleted. Maybe they've got a little pick-me-up in the afternoon or evening, but then they kind of go down. Other people are opposite, right? Other people, it's, you know, it it may not be until, you know, halfway through their day that they really wake up and kind of get in the zone and their energy levels at the highest, or maybe it's later throughout the day, but everybody's a little different. Okay, and this is why it's so important for you to figure this out. Now, unfortunately, we've treated everybody the same. We've just said, listen, you got to be a good at time management. Listen, these are the hours of the day that you've got to work. Well, thankfully, in our culture, at least in America and around the world, we're starting to value people's effort above just their time, meaning that we're saying, listen, it's okay. If, if you're not in the office at exactly these hours, listen, as long as things are getting done and as long as it's, it's happening and moving forward, we're good to go. So this whole kind of old school, very, very corporate kind of mentality is is slowly kind of fading out a little bit, you know, and and thankfully we were kind of pushed into that with, you know, uh, all the things that we had to go through over the last few years with the with the pandemic. Now, not thankfully we had a pandemic. That was horrible by all means, but uh, thankfully that we've learned from this and we've understood that there's some rhythms of being able to kind of work at our pace and that. And listen, there's pros and cons of that. I get it. I'm not here to argue that, but I just want you to know that it's so important that you know where your energy levels are throughout the day, that you try 
track them and that you know by a default what your levels are. I usually have a chart. In fact, if you go to the notes on this at, at johnbarrettleadership.com, go find this podcast and go get the notes, download the episode, the, the, the uh, leadership guide, then you'll be able to kind of see this chart that I put together where you can kind of chart out where you're, you peak in your day and where you go down. And it's just a really cool way to kind of visualize what you think is happening and then kind of track that to see what's going on because you've got to answer that. What does your day look like? What kind of person are you? Where is your energy? Where are you going up and down? Where is your Kairos moments throughout your Kronos day? Okay? And you've got to figure that out. Now, let me kind of give you just three zones that we all get in. This is something that uh, we, you know, taken from a lot of different research. Kerry Newhoff has got a great book, At Your Best, that he came out with that really unpacks a lot of the things I'm going to talk about here, uh, as well as so many other things with the, the corporate athletes and full, the power of full engagement. These are great books out there where they talk a lot about, uh, you know, energy management and these things. But let me just tell you, you basically have three zones of your day. And, and we're going to kind of relate it to, to a stoplight, right? You have your green zone, your yellow zone, and your red zone. Your green zone is go, right? I mean, that's, you know, put the pedal to the metal and go because you are ready to rock and roll. You are ready to move forward. This is when your energy is at its highest, all right? And we're going to talk about what you need to be doing in your green zone and that. But let me just uh, kind of go through the three. The next one is the yellow zone, right? This is kind of the caution. This is in between red and green where it's kind of like, hey, you can still go. You still got some room. But be ready because it's about to shift one way or the other. This is kind of the neutral zone, if you will, what we would call the yellow zone, where you're you're just, you know, you're, you're not necessarily really high in your energy. You're not necessarily really low. You're just kind of average. And, and consequently, this is where most people spend most of their time is in the yellow zone. This is when, you know, this is kind of our neutral. This is kind of like our level playing field, right? When we're at our just kind of default zone, so to speak. And then we get into the red zone. The red zone is, you know, kind of danger zone, right? Uh, stop. Like we really slow down. In fact, we kind of come to a stop. Th these are the valleys in our energy kind of, you know, uh, chart, right? These are the moments when we're at our lowest throughout the day, whether that's you early in the morning, or maybe it is halfway through the day or in the evening or whatever it is, right? But these red zones uh, is when our energy is at the lowest. So the question is, okay, well, what are these green, yellow, and, and red zones, and how do I navigate them? What do I need to know about them? So let's talk about this. Let's unpack the green zone, then we'll go to yellow, then we'll go to red. So the green zone, right? This is, again, highest energy where you're most focused, right? Now, listen, this is when you, you need to save the most important things for this zone. So whatever it is that you do that is the most important thing that gives you the greatest return, kind of the 80-20 principle, what's the 20% that you do that gives you about 80% of your results. I mean, this is your strength zone. This is, uh, you only can do this because it's your unique skill, your gift, your ability. This is where you make the biggest impact, the biggest difference, where you add the most value in what you do. So your green zone needs to be saved for the most important things. Most people give away their green zone. They give it away. They let other people steal their green zone by scheduling a meeting in their green zone, and it's not really that important. It's not when they should be in that meeting. They should have been doing that in their yellow zone maybe, or maybe even their red at sometimes. but they're stealing away their green zones because other people are in control of your schedule. Now listen, you've got to get a handle on your schedule. This is why it's so important that you know where your Kairos moments are, your energy management. You need to know when you're at your peak because this is when you've got to uh, work on this. 
and not let other people steal it. So your green zone is saved for your most robust tasks that are of the highest importance that requires an, an immense amount of either creativity or focus or analytical thinking or something where you've got to do deep work, as Cal Newport calls it, who, by the way, you need to get that book, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Great book. But but this is that idea of where you do deep work in this green zone. Now, two tips that I want to give you about the green zone. Here's what you need to do with the green zone. Number one, protect this zone. That's right. Everything will try to steal it. Everything in your personal life, professional life, everything will try to steal your green zone away. And all the, before you know it, you'll be giving your green zone to things that are not as important for you to do. So you've got to protect this zone. You've got to make sure that you do everything in your power to make sure that you carve this out. Sacred time. I don't care if you've got to carve it out on your calendar and just say not available and, you know, or whatever it is, whatever you've got to code that as so that other people know you can't get uh, in touch with me at this time. I've got to seclude myself and really lean in. Unless what you're doing involves other people, then that's fine. Maybe your green zone needs to involve. Maybe it's a brainstorming session and that's the most important thing you do. Well, that's fine. Then make sure that only those people get access to you when you need that. So you've got to protect this zone. Number two is this, prioritize this zone. So not only protect it, you've got to prioritize it. That means you've got to get it on the calendar first. You don't wait to see what time you have left over in your day and then say, okay, well, what should I work on? Hmm, I've got a meeting at 10 to 11. I've got another one at 2 to 3. And then, uh, oh, yeah, I've got to get somebody that thing at 1, so I probably need some time to work on that. Well, that only gives me about an hour to work on this really important task. No, this isn't leftover time. This needs to go on your calendar first. So you already know, hey, tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., I am working on this project because it's, it's got to be in my green zone, and it's highly important. It's when I need to bring my best self. And you carve it out, and you prioritize it. You get it on the calendar first, and then you protect it like we mentioned. So what do you do in your green zone? Protect it. And then you prioritize it. You get it on the calendar first and you make that one of the first things that gets the most important part of your day should be in your green zones. Whenever they come, this is why you got to go chart your day. This is why you got to know when are your green zones. You usually only have three to five hours in your green zone at most in any given day. Don't lie to yourself. That is the research. Three to five hours where your energy is in the green zone. So make sure those three or five hours are incredibly intentional and prioritized and protected. Okay. Second one is this, the yellow zone. All right. Now, this is where you're going to spend most of your life, right? This is this is kind of our default. So you got to make sure that when you're in the yellow zone, all right, you got to make sure that you're filtering what needs to go where. Right, Because in the yellow zone is when we're collecting a lot of things. We're a part of a lot of things. There's a lot coming at us in our yellow zone. It's where we're spending a good chunk of our day. Now listen, in the yellow zone, you've got to know what needs to go to green and what needs to go to red. Okay, So as things come into this zone, you've got to kind of figure it out. So here's two tips on your yellow zone where you're just kind of neutral. Two tips that you've got to do with this zone. Number one, filter this zone. And here's what I mean by that. Figure out what should go green or what should go red, right? So as things come in in the yellow zone, you've got to say, okay, is this something that I need to shift to my green zone because this is important and I need a lot of focus and I need to be able to get some deep work done where I'm at my highest? Well, then you might need to kind of shift some things and you need to filter whatever's on your to-do list and projects and figure out does it need to go green 
or what on your to-do list or projects or whatever it is that you're doing might need to go to your red zone. Like, oh, I've got these meetings I got to do coming up, but you know, it's really just about me being present and just kind of getting some information. It's not really going to require a whole lot of focus energy in that. So, you know, I need to probably put that in my red zone. So try to schedule that in over here in my red zone. So you're constantly filtering the yellow zone where everything that comes in, in your yellow zone, it's kind of like Grand Central. You've got to know if it goes green or if it goes red. So filter that zone. All right, figure out where you need to go or if it just needs to stay in the yellow zone, but figure out where it needs to go. In fact, I would encourage you when you have a to-do list right next to it to put there. You can either do this on, you know, with a, a color code it with green, yellow or red or just put G-Y-R and put, hey, this is a green zone task. I need to save this from when I'm in the green. Hey, this is a red uh, zone area that I just need to do. OK, so maybe you put a G next to it or a Y or a R depending on what it needs to uh, be coded as in, on your to-do list and project list and goals and things like that. All right, so filter this zone. The second thing is this, focus this zone. This zone can get really distracting because there's lots of things coming at you. So you got to get dialed in when you're in the yellow zone on what you're doing. Be careful that your yellow zone doesn't go to red because you're kind of being lazy in the yellow zone, if that makes sense, right? You, you don't want to slip into the red zone because your yellow zone, you're not getting focused and you're kind of getting overwhelmed and that. So again, as things come in, filter them where they need to go, but focus this zone. All right, make sure that you don't allow too much to come into this zone and for you to be distracted and not know what's going on. And now you're just kind of running around and you're just kind of placing things on the calendar wherever there's uh, an opening in that. No, no, no. You've got to get intentional here. So focus the yellow zone so that you can make sure that you're not getting distracted and that you're not slipping into the red zone by being overwhelmed. I hope that makes sense. But these are things that you've got to kind of focus on on the yellow. Now, Let's go to the red. The red zones are the most mundane tasks and duties that you do. They don't require a whole lot of energy. They don't necessarily require a whole lot of focus. They're just kind of routine. They're mundane. They're just, you know, they don't require a whole lot. You get the point. So your red zone, now listen, you, 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 you're you going to have red zone. So, you know, the big thing that people always say on this is like, well, how do I just not be in the red zone and not do anything there? Well, you can't. I mean, you know, you're going to be in the red zone at times. I mean, your energy is just going to not be there, and that's okay. Not everything requires green. Not everything even requires yellow. Some things it's okay to be in the red. doesn't mean that you're worthless in the red. It just means that you're kind of at your lowest, all right? But you can still get things done, all right? But here's some tips about the red zone. What do I do, John, when I'm in red zones, especially when, you know, I, I'm not in control and people are scheduling things and it's in my red zone, but I got to be there. What do I do? Well, here's just a few tips, two tips on what you can do in the red zone. Number one is this, shorten this zone. Right. So shorten the amount of time that you're doing things that are important in this. If they should go yellow or green, make sure they're there. Right. So just kind of shorten the time that you spend here. Right. Minimize it as much as you can. So with within your control. Right. I know not everything is in your, in your control on your calendar for many of you. Some of you do. You've got complete control and you need to be fanatical about this. But if you're not, I get it. That's fine. Just try to shorten this zone. Right. I mean, do you really need an hour to meet on this subject with someone? Is it like, look, can we kind of nail it in 30 minutes and that it, my energy is not at its highest? And, and that is it something we can just kind of cut to the chase in? OK, so try to shorten this zone in an appropriate way with whatever you can do to do that. Second tip on this zone is survive this zone. 
right? I know, doesn't sound real motivating, right? But survive the red zone, right? Like you just kind of, kind of, kind of grit through it, right? So you've got to compensate with maybe some social skills, some discipline in your life, just to kind of like, look, what I, maybe I got to take a little walk right before I go into this red zone, uh, especially if it's a meeting or whatever it is, or even if I'm working, just kind of, you know, working on a task or something like that. Listen, whatever you can do, try to survive this zone, all right? Put on some music, try to pump yourself up, whatever you've got to do, compensate with social skills, right? Knowing that, ooh, I'm going to be probably at my lowest. I'm probably going to be not be very talkative. All right, so you got to kind of prep yourself, kind of motivate yourself, kind of push yourself in order to get into this zone and, and do it in a way that at least uh, becomes somewhat productive, right? So the red zone is not an excuse just to, you know, kind of be at your worst, right? You can't see it as an excuse. You can't see it as a, well, sorry, I'm just in my red zone. Deal with it, right? Or, oh, sorry, that was in my red zone. No, you got to survive the zone. You got to make the best of it, all right? But shorten the zone, survive the zone, all right? Now, here's the pushback that that, that we get a lot when it comes to the energy clock and these things is one, uh, John, I can't control my schedule. What do I do? I mean, this is great. If I was in complete control of my schedule, yeah, I'd just, I'd put everything that I need to do in my green and figure out my yellow and figure out my red. But John, I'm all over the place. I mean, I'm, my green's in my red, my red's in my green, my yellow's in my red, right? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's a rainbow. Like, it's crazy, right? So here's the deal. Here's what I would say for you is that you have more control than you think. Right, you may you're not going to get maybe a hundred percent control, all right. But can you get twenty percent control back? Can you get thirty percent more if you start being intentional? I guarantee you the answer is yes, you can. All right, so you would be surprised about how much you can actually uh, control in your schedule, even if it's at the mercy of some other people. Listen, have conversations around this with your team, team members. Talk about that, right? Try to figure it out. All right, so. Remember, just because you're not in 100% control over it doesn't mean that you can't bring some control and intentionality to it. Do what you can. Maximize what is within your control. And I promise you, you'll get 20 at 30% back minimum at least if you just start being very intentional about this, all right, even if you're not in control of it. So make sure that you do that. Now, the other pushback that I get is, but but John, what about when I need to meet with others and they're not in their green zone? What if I'm not in alignment with other people? So it's my green zone, but they're in their red zone. What do I do? What do I do? And if I wait for them to get into the green zone, what if I'm in the red zone and I'm not bringing it back, right? And there's some pushback there. Well, here's what, what I would say about that. The advice that I would give is this. It's important for you to be in your green zone and for you to make sure that you're there. Now, the other person needs to kind of speak up, right? They need to kind of give you some feedback where they're at, right? And if you can find some moments that overlap, right, you might be able to have a conversation where someone says, you know, I've been tracking my time. Maybe they listen to this podcast and they're like, oh, this is helpful. Let's have a conversation. When are you in your green? And you might find some times throughout the week or that with some of your teammates that you might be able to overlap sometimes or days where there's some better days where you might compromise a little bit. It's still in your green zone. But, but, you know, it, it may be on a different day or maybe on a different kind of part or whatever. Maybe you're at your kind of, you know, kind of you're slipping from your yellow to green right there. Well, okay, I'll kind of, you know, uh, um, 
you know, work together to kind of compromise on that to be able to find a, a middle ground. So that's what I would say is that you need to help other people understand where their zones are so that you can have better meetings, better uh, interaction, better uh, collaboration. So let them find out where their green, yellow, and red is and then have conversations about it as a team. Even if it's an entire team, try to take, you know, some consensus there of when we're going to do this. There might be some moments you've got to, you know, compensate. Maybe you're in your yellow, but the other person's in their green and you're just going to have to kind of work through it and kind of push through it. So if you can find where it overlaps and do your best to figure that out and find those, typically team members can find a little bit of time that overlaps. I'd say in my observation, most teams have been able to find at least a little bit of overlap. They may not be 80% or 100% all in the same kind of deal, but they will find times together where they can do it, right? And sometimes you just got to take one for the team. Sometimes you might be in your yellow, but you're going to have to do something to kind of kick yourself into the green zone a little bit, right? So you might need to get to sleep a little bit earlier, right? You might need to sleep in a little bit longer, right? Because you're like, ooh, I need to kind of be at rest on this. Or maybe you got to wake up a little bit earlier and get going, wake yourself up, uh, but, you know, before you go into that early meeting, like, oh man, that meeting starts really early in the morning. I'm just kind of rolling out of bed and that, but it's really important that I get to this and I need to be in my green zone. Well, maybe that morning you get to bed really early and you wake up a little bit earlier and you kind of pump yourself up ready to go. So you can try to manufacture some of these green zones and that. I wouldn't advise that all the time. You need to know naturally where you're at, but there are ways that you can kind of manufacture that, kick yourself in the gear, do what you got to do to pump yourself up to get going, right? So energy clock, this is huge, guys. If you will start uh, uh, filtering everything you do through the through the energy clock rather than the time clock, I'm telling you, it'll start changing your whole approach to how you're getting things done. And I'm telling you, most people are out of alignment. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that they're unmotivated. It's not that they're just slow all the time. I'm telling you, many times, it's because they are not in alignment. They are trying to do green thing, things and they should be doing in the green zone and they're doing it in the red or the yellow. So if you'll get this aligned, I'm telling you, half the problem will be solved by you getting into the proper zone. So energy clock, look for Kairos moments within the chronos, the chronological time for those opportunities, opportune moments where you can strike. If you'll do this, I'm telling you, you're going to be a better communicator. You're going to be a better producer. You're going to be more efficient, more analytical. You're going to be so much better in all that you do. So I hope this was helpful to you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in each month here on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. I hope that it's leveling you up so you don't level out in your influence, your impact. It's so good to have you here. Next month, we'll join in with another topic, and I'll be sure to add as much value as I can. Work on the energy clock, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com.